0: I'm Ryan Lightfoot-Brown of FunCaliber, and welcome to the Investing on the Go podcast. We're joined today by Richard Kay, the Portfolio Manager of the elite-rated Comgest Growth Japan Fund. Richard, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Ryan. Japan is often thought as of being very reliant on the global economy to do well. Is this still the case today? Um, Much less than before. Um, We've found in
1: the 30 or so stocks in our fund a lot of indigenous growth companies. Uh, Those ideas originate because uh, Japan is going through dramatic changes, uh, regulatory, political, social, uh, demographic, um, and the investment opportunities thrown up by those changes um, are extraordinary. Uh, Those changes have nothing to do with the global economy, uh, and our fund has majored on investments
0: on those themes, uh, which explains some of the performance we've had in recent years. Sure, and you say that your belief is that the Japanese companies are very much under-researched. Why do you think this is, and what opportunities does this offer you as an active manager in the space?
1: Um, Yes, as you say, Ryan, we think that the average analyst coverage on Japan is significantly lower than in other developed markets, um, and we think the reason is that Japan has more or less been a market in decline for 20 years, at least until 2012-13. Um, The opportunity that that presents is enormous for uh, managers with a presence on the ground in Japan, managers with a clear uh, philosophy, a clear uh, process template for the type of companies that they want to explore. Um, A number of the companies we hold in our fund uh, have zero analyst coverage, or they have one or two analysts only covering them. Um, When we can find those ideas, of course, undervalued and misunderstood, the opportunity for us is immense.
0: Sure. And that's sort of a phenomenon we have in the UK and other markets with the smaller companies. Is, this a, is it primarily on sort of smaller and mid-cap companies, or is it the large caps as well in Japan?
1: Um, as you say, Ryan, I think the smaller caps tend to get lower coverage in Japan or no coverage in Japan. Uh, but, but the strange thing is that even some quite large-cap teams uh, are, are thinly covered or, or, or quite, frankly, misunderstood um, This isn't really a large-cap name, but a company called Workman, which is um, a casual sportswear um, maker that we recently put in, is a $6 billion market cap company listed for um, uh, over 15 years, uh, with one Japanese analyst only covering it, writing in Japanese. Um, Many of our large-cap, well-known names actually are covered, but frankly, I'd say misunderstood, misrepresented, because um, maybe of the herd instinct that tends to characterize uh, Japanese analyst thinking.
0: Okay, and going back to the portfolio as a whole, you've got some underlying growth trends in the portfolio, the aging population, which is obviously a big thing in Japan, uh, digitalization, and the attraction of a more Western way of life. Can you tell us a bit more about these themes and some of the stocks that will fit them?
1: Thank you. Um, The aging population has created two major opportunities in in Japan. One is that Japan is opening its immigration uh, rules. It's allowing foreigners to come through um, for the first time uh, since I've ever lived in Japan, and that's nearly 30 years Mm -hmm. now. Uh, we've seen a troubling, in fact, um, of foreign worker count um, as the Japanese labor population has started to shrink. Um, and we invest directly in companies that play on that theme. For example, Recruit, for example, Persol, for example, a company called Nippon MA and Center, uh, which encourages Japanese companies to go and buy, for example, Vietnamese construction companies in order to source that labor for Japan. Um, a second major area that the demographic situation helps is medical technology, because Japan had a lot of medical problems before other societies, uh, owing to its demographic situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Hematology uh, blood testing, therefore Sysmex, uh, for, for, for diabetes testing, uh, was, was, was a real need. Uh, and Sysmex, through that, became the world's largest, most successful, most efficient blood testing company. Um, we, we have a number of other plays on, on the same theme. Um, the digitization uh, question which you asked, uh, Ryan, uh, affects again J- um, J- Japan's Silicon Valley. Mm. Japan has a vibrant um, internet sector, uh, challenging uh, uh, pre-existing business models uh, across industry. Um, many of those what we call Silicon Valley of Japan uh, companies are not researched, not known, but they're growing just as rapidly and often at much cheaper valuations than their U.S. counterparts. Sure.
0: And Prime Minister Abe is trying to get more women back into the workforce. Yes. Um, are you investing in any companies that will benefit from this?
1: We certainly are. Um, the uh, personnel recruitment company that we mentioned earlier, this company called Persol, P-E-R-S-O-L, uh, was, was founded by uh, a lady with a specific aim of bringing women into the workforce in Japan. Uh, the, the lady's name is Yoshiko Shinohara. Um, uh, maybe I need to say that more slowly for the podcast. <laughs> a Japanese name. Um, we have a picture of her um, in our in our in our materials. Uh, she is uh, still chairman of that company, uh, and that company has been instrumental in making the Japanese female um, uh, representation in the workforce actually higher than America's. So let me say that differently: there are more women working in Japan than in America as a portion of the workforce. Uh, and this company, Persol, has been instrumental in that.
0: And then obviously the demographics are one of the reasons behind this as well. You've got shrinking working population, getting more women back into it. It's exactly as
1: you say. Um, as you know, Japan is a nation with no oil, no minerals, nothing they can dig out of the ground, no natural resources. But they have one enormous resource which they've never tapped until a few years ago, and that is women. Uh, who are enormously well-educated. They know much better mathematics than than I do. Um, Of of course, 100% literacy. Uh, Of course, a great knowledge of the English language. Of course, a great diligence, uh, partly because of the education system. And many of them have not participated in the workforce for decades. That is changing now. It's one of the many uh, fascinating dynamics of Japan.
0: And perhaps coming on from that, you've, um, you're investing in what you call Cool Japan, yes. um, because Asia's middle emerging class is like its sort of products. Um, can you expound on that?
1: Yes. Um, I don't think anybody would dispute, and I won't take time to argue the case, that Asia is going to be the largest uh, growth uh, geography over the next decade or decades. Uh, I don't think anybody would dispute the emerging consumer of Asia, whether that's China, uh, Southeast Asia, India, uh, will be the most important in terms of numerical and in terms of financial growth, uh, again, over the coming uh, generation. Japan is the arms supplier to the emerging market consumer. Japan uh, has aspirational brands that the Asian consumer loves to buy. Uh, That's what we call cool Japan. We're talking about Young people in Thailand, China, uh, increasingly India, recognizing Japanese clothing, cosmetics, furniture, daily goods, brands and buying them either as tourists in Japan or online uh, or increasingly offline, in fact, in their own countries. Names like Nitori, Kosei, Uniqlo, uh, uh, Pigeon, which is the largest uh, baby bottle manufacturer in China, it's a Japanese company, Uh, are classic examples of
0: that. Now you publish a carbon footprint, um, an environmental footprint for the Fund. Can you tell us more about this, please? Um, how long you've been doing it, what it represents and why it's important to your process? Thank you very
1: much. We've been doing the carbon footprint, Ryan, for three or four years now, uh, because we have a rigorous um, ESG process in our Fund, um, which we consider integral to our research uh, and, and investment process. Uh, We believe in sustainable growth, uh, and that sustainable growth comes partly from an ecosystem of customers and suppliers, but partly from not damaging the environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the carbon footprint is an excellent um, objective gauge uh, for how that um, sustainability uh, could be measured. Um, We've um, noted through that that the carbon footprint of our 30 or so Japanese stocks is significantly lower than for the overall Japanese market, And in fact, Japan is significantly lower in carbon footprint terms than many other developed markets, partly because Japan has spent decades uh, tightening environmental rules in the wake of um, environmental disasters that it's had in its its recent past.
0: Okay, perhaps uh, finally, just going on to how the fund is run. um, You've got yourself and your two colleagues, all co-managers on there. Two of you are based in Tokyo, but one of you in Paris. How do you manage to work this in practice? and, and perhaps maybe, right, what advantages it gives you.
1: Thank you. Uh, we, we're in fact three in, in Tokyo and, and, and one in Paris. Okay. And um, what we do is we um, spend an awful lot of time um, on um, SMS on, online. That uh, line, forgive me, it's not familiar to all uh, listeners. It's one of our stocks in the fund. That's why I talk about it. It's Japan's WhatsApp, <laughs> yeah. uh, which uh, my, co- my, my co-lead uh, Shantana in, in, in Paris uh, also uses. Uh, and we spend... Um, I hesitate to say it, but probably hours a day, um, SMSing each other uh, through that. Uh, that, That's that's a major uh, medium of communication within the team. We also have a weekly um, Japan call, of course, where we formally discuss all recent meetings and thoughts and document trades. There's an enormous advantage to this structure. Um, We have, of course, information on the ground. You asked me uh, earlier, about Ryan, about uh, undercoverage. We counter that by being there. Simultaneously, um, we have a global perspective Um, and my my colleague lead sits next to uh, the managers of our global funded congest, which has a 30% weighting in Japan uh, between 25 and 30, uh, and and, and receives their inputs on our Japan perspective. That local and global combination, which our team uh, thereby can can achieve, is, is, is
0: invaluable in our view. Well, Richard, that's been really interesting. Thank you very much for your time today and for joining us. Thank you for your time, Ryan. Um, And if you'd like to find out more about the elite-rated Comgest Growth Japan Fund, please visit fundcaliber.com. And if you want to hear more from the Investing on the Go podcast, don't forget to subscribe. Please remember, we've been discussing individual stocks to bring investing to life for you. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell. The fund may or may not be holding these stocks at time of your listening.